episode. Welcome to Super Duper Stitches. The paranormal podcast that it was totally ready to start and is about science and now. spooky things that science happens at. I'm Jake. He nailed it. I'm Wyatt. Welcome back, y'all. Another great week. We've got more fun things to talk about today. First, though, Jake, do you have any updates? I can easily go into another dozen or at least a hey dozen updates on the batshit in Chicago, but instead I'm going to just clarify something that I brought up last episode. We will cover this more in detail later on today, but I just want to say right out of the gates, when I said that for the $25 tier on our Patreon, you would get a single item of merch, I meant a single item every month of your choosing. We're getting lots of stuff in our minds. (laughs) (laughs) We're We're still rolling this stuff out, but when we have a store of stuff you can purchase... Any purchasable item will be available to people at the $25 tier every single month. If you wanted to get a different item every month, you want to get just the exact same t-shirt every single month in the same size, same design every month, you can do that. Yeah, that's that's up to you. But we'll get into that stuff more later on. Yes, indeed. Good correction. And uh, yes, so you said you do or do not have updates? I do, but I'm not going to share them this week just because oh, there's yeah, plenty right else on. to talk about, and uh, part of that actually is kind of bats anyway. <laughs> well, allow me to describe this week's topic, uh, which is based on a certain bread company that features a U-Pick 2 order selection, <laughs> uh, where a person can pick and mix up to two of the following, soup, salad, or half a sandwich. At Super Duper Stitches, we do things a little different. Uh, this week, it's the We Pick 3 special, so we'll, you'll get to hear us each uh, eat a soup, salad, and an entire sandwich, but all the food is goofy-ass random cryptids. Oh, that's what we're doing. Great. Yeah. Cool. So- Is your eye okay? Yeah, I think I just rubbed dust into my eyeball, and I'm so allergic to it, which oh, is why no. my eyeball is now four inches in diameter. <laughs> That's interesting. It makes that my eye grow and not swell around. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that your skull grows to accommodate that. <laughs> That's the sound of a skull growing, right? <laughs> yes. Um, also, are you comfortable with that on your on your lap? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This large dog can sit here as long as it wants. <laughs> Great. Oh, you gotta love audio medium. Anything is possible. Yes. Especially the real things that are actually <laughs> happening. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'll. I guess Jake and I will go back and forth today. We. Grabbed up a slew of cryptids from cryptids.wiki. <laughs> and, it's uh, been too long since we've spent time there, and it's it's a good place. <laughs> it's a weird zone. It really is. One of my stories today is lightly edited because <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Which is the only reason we ever edit things. is when they're too good and we have to yes. make them a little more grounded. So we'll go back and forth, and then we'll have an intermission, and then we'll go back and forth again. Sounds great. Allow me to begin with the Varberg Fortress Moat Monster. Ooh. So Varberg Fortress was built in 1287 to 1300 by Count Nielsen as protection against a Danish king Hmm. who had declared him an outlaw. Varberg is a coastal town south of Gothenburg in Sweden. The fortress is a tourist attraction and just so happens to feature a moat said to be inhabited by a small lake monster. Hmm. Um, In August 2006, two witnesses purportedly claimed to have seen a creature emerge from the dark water and devour a duck. (laughs) A whole duck? In one gulp. Jeez. Uh, The creature is described as brown, furless, and with a 40 centimeter, about 15 to 16 inch long, tail. Hmm. Other witnesses also reported seeing something. (laughs) The sightings made headlines in local newspapers and media, 
The moat is apparently connected with the sea. The reports were then taken up by the countrywide media, and lots of people turned up to investigate what was in the moat. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. Water was murky, so investigators tried all these different tactics. They couldn't find anything. Skeptics who don't believe in monsters uh, believe that it could have been a seal, a big pike, or a big catfish. But I'm honestly just wanting to go out there and say, Eurasian otter. Why not? It's a Eurasian otter, I think. Lutra, lutra. And otters fuck shit up. They do indeed. And uh, they have very slick fur when they're swimming. So it would look furless. And they could look furless and brown from a distance. Tail's not super long. Tail's, in fact, in this species, exactly the length they described. <laughs> and though they're mainly pescatarian fish eaters, they will eat anything they can get their little cute jaws on, including <laughs> birds. So it's just otters, guys. There you go. I think it's in Planet Earth 2. They have footage of catfish in Paris, I think, just sucking up pigeons. I think that's a Woody Allen movie. Oh, God. <laughs> Cat, catfish in Paris? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Subtitle. <laughs> just sucking, just up, sucking pig- up pigeons. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different just normal animals that can be that aren't just a, a weird lake monster thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've already gone on record saying that lake monsters aren't a thing, but here we are saying here we it are. again. Indeed. Good stuff. Well, that's my my first offering. Very good. What you Uh, got? I got something called El Cuero. It's an extremely dangerous South American lake monster. Oh, God. So we can say that it's also not a thing. Uh, (laughs) No. uh, It has a hairless head and spine Mm. and a body that has the appearance of a cow hide, which is then splayed out to dry. What? El Cuero, meaning the hide or leather, resembles a primitive stingray at most. It has uh. wide pectoral fins and a long whip-like tail. Goddamn pecs. Absent of a barb. Its eyes are on stalks and its mouth is apparently extendable, like that of a sturgeon. Whoa. Others have also reported seeing a serious, a, a serious of razor-sharp claws <laughs> around the fringes of El Cuero, uh, which the creature uses to secure its prey. There have also been a suggestions that El Cuero uses hunting knives taken from previous prey as weapons against new victims. Excuse me. The size of El Cuero ranges from 2 to 5 feet across and approximately 65 pounds to... That's it, I guess. 2 to 65 uh, pounds? A 2 to 5 feet across okay, yep. and approximately 65 pounds. That's not very much. Although El Cuero may be distantly related to the family of freshwater stingrays known as the Senohaline, or Senohaline um, which okay. inhabit South America, there are a few notable differences between South America's freshwater stingrays and El Cuero. Yep. Uh, El Cuero apparently hunts in the Chilean glacial lake Lacar, located in the Andes Mountains. South American natives constantly tell that El Cuero is uh, a voracious predator, giving it the nickname Aquatic Tiger. The monster apparently surges out of the lake like a crocodile and overwhelms its prey, humans. It uses (laughs) its proboscis to puncture the skin and suck out the internal organs and blood. Ooh, gross. So I have a question. Uh Uh-huh. The glacial lake, pretty recent, Mm -hmm. relatively speaking, evolutionarily speaking. Uh, Also in the mountains. Yep. Wondering how it got there. Also, <laughs> wondering how it uses the hunting knives. <laughs> uh, I think it wraps its eye stalks around the handle and then throws them. Ooh. That's my guess anyway. That's intense. As far as how it got there, I don't know if there are any like streams that now feed into a glacier. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. It's it's very unclear how mm-hmm. it could have gotten there. But like, yeah, different glacial lakes can eventually acquire fish and stuff if streams eventually connect. Right. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there have been countless yet controversial attacks on humans. There were protests afterward, I think, when it happened. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, it was a political uh, uprising yes. about that. Uh, one story tells of a woman washing clothes by the lakeside as her baby slept nearby. 
According to her, the creature burst from the water like a crocodile and engulfed the baby, <coughs> then slipped into the water as quickly as it appeared. Hmm. Uh, similar creatures to El Clara have been reported to dwell in the rivers and lagoons of both Argentina and Chile, and the legends of El Cuero have circulated throughout the indigenous populations of these two nations. Hmm. Some investigators have pointed out that the similarities between this animal and the vicious Oeke Oeke, another South American light cryptid. I was going to say it sounded like the Oeke Oeke. Yeah, it's, they're so similar that um, experts <laughs> consider them the same animal. <laughs> uh, South American mothers warn their children to stay away from lakesides, fearing Oeke Oeke will eat them. Scientists theorize that El Cuero might be a primitive invertebrate, similar to the nudibranch. Nudibranchs are active predators and, like El Cuero, can even surge onto land while hunting mollusks. Difference is that nudibranchs are marine animals and also so small. <laughs> the <laughs> maximum size is maybe 12 inches. Uh, so they're not going to be in glacial lakes. They live in the ocean and they hunt like snails and shit. Like they do not, and they don't get big. Fun uh, fact, did you know that um, Beck was actually going to call his mid-2000s album El Cuero instead of Guero? <laughs> I did not know that. That's yeah. a fun piece of he, uh, uh, music. Changed his mind at the last minute. History. He told me that in person. <laughs> I forgot you guys were friends. Yeah, super tight. You guys met in the Church of Scientology, right? Uh, I cannot comment on that. I'm sorry, I forgot. There's a lot of hush-hush stuff there. Um, anyway, I do not buy that any scientist at all theorized that El Cuero is a nudibranch. No. Uh, it's possible that More like El science, am I right? Yeah. It's possible that El Cuero's vicious attacks might uh, be a misidentification. The Mata Mata is a grotesque turtle that has a flat shell and an ugly head. Oh. It's possible that El Cuero could be a rogue Mata Mata. Uh, much more likely to me is the idea that, as they were describing to begin with, if it is a real creature or legend based on real attacks, it's just some sort of large freshwater ray. There are yeah. plenty of them in South America, and they get gigantic, like bigger than they're describing here. Oh, wow. So I think it's probably That's cool. just a ray. That sounds exactly right. The next one up for me is the Shug Monkey. Oh, boy. That's all I have to <laughs> really? say about that. <laughs> what else need we say? Um, it's the Shug Monkey. <laughs> no, it's not a strange drink or dance, although it should be both. Oh, my God. In 1956, Sam Holland was taking a bracing January walk in the Suffolk countryside with his spaniel dog, Harry, when he spotted something unusual in the trees around 40 feet in front of him. There, in a thicket of trees, was a beast that Holland had never seen before. A vast creature walking on four muscular legs, mm. quote-unquote like a lion's, <laughs> covered in thick, glossy black fur, easily 10 feet in length, Holland struggled to, pe to place what the beast could be. Panicking, his brain raced through, th through the options, wondering whether he had stumbled across an escapee from the zoo or a private estate with its own menagerie. <laughs> and then the creature turned towards his direction and stared directly at him. Mm. As ice-cold terror crept over Holland, he was powerless but to stare back at the creature in horror. As it watched him and his whimpering dog, he saw that it had a dreadful, this makes it sound like the creature sees that Holland had a dreadful frowning face similar to a silverback gorilla. <laughs> it possessed a thick neck, intelligent looking piercing eyes, wide and flared nostrils, and terrifyingly huge jaws. Hmm. When pushed, Holland said that the beast had looked like a combination of an ape, a dog, a bear, a lion, and a rhinoceros. Whoa. Make that work. Can you list that again? A dog, an ape, a bear, a lion, and a rhinoceros. All right. Sure. That's, um... 
I feel like he was just grabbing at four-legged things. <laughs> Anything with four legs eight. at all. Yes. Yeah. Um, it gets to a very large size, though, obviously. We're, get, we're looking at something big. Ape face, four legs. Horn, maybe, somewhere. Maybe a horn. <laughs> maybe something else. He maintained his sighting had been genuine when questioned decades later, saying he believed the creature had been paranormal rather than a natural wonder. Seven years after Holland's sighting of the very same stretch of forest, a woman called Peggy Cushing saw an almost identical-sounding beast with one fairly large difference. It was real. (laughs) (laughs) As she stared at the beast in horror, it shimmered and then shifted its shape to become a winged gargoyle. Oh my god. (laughs) Taking flight into the darkness. So it matched the very strange, very specific description he gave. But was also a gargoyle. (laughs) The shug monkey was first in... I cannot say that without... Who named it? Well, yeah. So, the, right, okay. the Shug Monkey was first mentioned in print by local writer and broadcaster James Wentworth Day in his 1945 book, Here Are Ghosts and Witches. <laughs> Here. It was, it was not very... Uh, Here you go. It's <laughs> like, fine, you wanted those, this is what you get. This simply are the ghosts and witches you asked for. <laughs> A local police constable, A. Taylor, who had heard the stories of the creature in his youth for some reason, described it to (laughs) Wentworth Day as, quote, a cross between a big, rough-coated dog and a monkey with big, shining eyes. Sometimes it would shuffle along on its hind legs, and at other times it would whiz past on all fours, unquote. Well, at least we've narrowed down the number of things it's a cross between, and two of the things are still the same things as the first report said. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The man also stated that after dark, local children were warned to avoid the shug monkey's favorite haunts. Close to dark, dark forests. (laughs) Um, The word shug is believed to come from either the old English term skuka, which means demon, or a centuries-old term shucky, which means hairy or shaggy, and is where East Anglia's famous black dog, Black Shuck, takes its name. Are the pair related? Episode 17, is that right? Could be. Huckleberry Hellhounds? That's the name. Yeah. Compulsion is... The compulsion is not to look it up. Swooping in. Huckle. I want to just go to our freaking website. Dumbass. Yeah, you fucking moron. God damn it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What a payoff. Wonderful. Uh, The end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cool. Could it also have been part shuggeth? Shuggeth, yes. Indeed. The shapeless monstrosity of Lovecraftian lore. Oh, sorry, yes. Uh, Jake, did you just hear that? I don't know what that was. Oh, weird. How frightening. Your turn. (laughs) Great. Um, This is actually one I randomly brought up a long time ago, just in passing without any further explanation. No, I don't remember what episode that was in either. Uh, we should definitely, should definitely just look check it going. up. We'll have to go through and listen to each episode now in real time until we find the one where I just randomly say the name of this, <laughs> The Mantis Man. Do you know The Mantis Man? The Mantis Man? The Mantis Man. Do you mean The Mantis Man that lives in Hackettstown, New Jersey near the Muscata- uh, Musconetong River? Yes. <laughs> that one. That's the one. It's a <laughs> roughly seven foot tall bug-like creature. Reported uh, in that part of New Jersey, 
um, by the, I'm going to try it one more time, the Musconetcong River. Musconetcong? It's got a, a T there. Musconetcong, I think. Let me look this up. M-U-S-C-O-N-E-T-C-O-N-G. Musconetcong. Oh, I see. That's tough. Musconetcong, yeah. Musconetcong. I think it's it. Musconetcong. It's probably, they probably Muscon- leave the T silent. They actually, I've noticed in at least one account, they actually abbreviate it even further, but I'll get there, I think. Hilariously, the next Finnish suggestions are Mantis Man. <laughs> Let's listen to a robot tell us how to pronounce this. Go, robot, go. Musconetcong. <laughs> seems like someone in a room. Or a well, at the bottom of a well, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Being forced to just pronounce words or else they won't get released. Oh, that's what I was hoping for was this robot voice. Here we go. Musconetcong. Musconetcong. I never trust the robot ones because I don't know that they know where syllables are meant to be emphasized, but okay, maybe it is that. The script uh, mostly resembles a praying mantis. Yep. The uh, mantis man has been featured in uh, Monsters and Mysteries in America, in hmm. which two different men independently encountered the creature while fishing. Wow. I tried to have a clip, but we do not have one. I could not find one free online to just that's crazy, play from. But, uh, two. Two different guys were fishing at different times, and they saw this thing in the river, wow. or near the river. We've got more sightings than just that, though. So as far as just, like, that's all I had is, like, oh, they were fishing, and they had a sighting. Couldn't find the clip to actually get the quotes, but um, fear not, Wyatt, we have more sightings. Maybe they were trying to say, I saw man, tis man, <laughs> that I saw. <laughs> and both of them said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that very classic New Jersey accent. <laughs> And dialect. Can you do that in a Jersey accent? That would be amazing. Ooh, I wonder what that even sounds like. I don't know how to do it. Was it was a man. Tis man I saw. <laughs> That's really more of a, a New York thing. Still, but... it was good enough. It was good enough. Tis um, man I saw. Oh, my God. All right, uh, carry on. I was driving home from the drugstore on Newburgh Road. Maybe Newburgh, Newburgh Road. That's probably Newburgh. I'm just getting, I'm just getting hung up on everything. Don't make me ask the robot. <laughs> As I drove near New the bridge. Newburgh Road. They drove near the bridge over the river. I noticed to my left something. I thought a fisherman. Standing in the river just off the south bank. I slowed the car and looked closer. It wasn't a person, and it was transparent-like with a weird shape. It moved slowly toward the bank and into the trees. I drove further so I could see it coming out of the trees. That's the last I saw of it. It was tall, eight feet or so. It had long, thin arms hanging off of it. The color was a pale brown, but I could see through it. The head was small compared to the body. It was sunny that day, so I thought it might be a glare from the water, but after I thought back, I realized I wasn't seeing a mirage or glare. I checked the internet and didn't see anything about it. I mentioned it to a co-worker in my office at lunch on Wednesday. He gave me the strangest look. I thought, uh-oh, he thinks I'm nuts. He went back to his computer, and he brought up the Hackettstown forum with the Mattis Man witness. Your information was there, so I decided to contact you today. The person he's addressing is, of course, Lon Strickler of PhantomsandMonsters.com. <laughs> Like I was referencing one of the initial fisherman accounts on a message board for the town. So it was just a okay. you know, basic thing. So then Lon found that and put his information saying, if anyone else sees this, please contact me here. <laughs> so the guy did. Uh, Lon was later sent another sighting from another far more expert witness. Mm. He said, quote, they say they're interdimensional, whatever that means, but I did not get that impression. No, this creature was cloaked, and because of both my innate sensory perception skills and the particular physical circumstances at the time, oh, important, goodness. I can add details if you're interested, I just caught it. Movement out of the corner of my eye to my left, and there it was. Mm. Humanoid, tall, six foot at least, no reference points, but I sensed six foot six to seven feet. Moving away from me, back up the bank. I was chest high in the river. The first thing I see was the grasshopper thigh, but bending forward like a human. Then the whole form. 
Uh, he's looking at me over his shoulder, moving up the bank, astonished, amazed. What, that I'm in the water in a strong current? That I can see him? But yes, we lock eyes, and this creature is astonished. I get the sense that he can't believe I am in the water, that he can't believe I have seen him, that I'm not perturbed at all. Something of all three, I still don't know. This <laughs> astonishment, and he's actually trying to get away from me and the water. <laughs> Triangular head, huge slanted eyes, just like a praying mantis. His oh, whole body God. was gangly, nubby, but you could still sense it was powerful. And no, I would not say it was a big bug. It was definitely humanoid, despite the mantis slash insect qualities. Mm-hmm. So back to cryptids. Uh, people claim that the mantis man may have been an experiment gone wrong, and mm-hmm. someone who couldn't control it just set it free near a river. As scientists, I believe we can both safely confirm that this is the agreed-upon protocol by environmental health and safety uh, for most research institutions. Oh, most definitely. If something goes wrong in any experiment, you just dump you it just in dump a nearby it river. Yeah. Uh, specifically near a river. Actually, probably legitimately about to be the case with Trump. Oh, God. Uh, it could have been a mutation in a breeding situation. Unlike it being short, it would have been massive. One more time. Uh, um, it could have been a mutation in a breeding situation. Unlike it being short, it would have been massive. Yes. I have nothing to add there. Much clearer. Thank you. Uh, some people speculate that there are more than just one of these mantis creatures roaming around. The reason why most people think it's a giant mantis instead of being something else because it looks just like a mantis. I have nothing to add there Pretty either. solid. Yeah, yeah it's, that's just logic. Now, while most people think it might be a large praying mantis, other people think uh, that it might be an alien. Possibly some aliens may look like insects in some way. It's impossible for the current atmosphere to sustain a praying mantis this large, so it's likely that the mantis is an aquatic creature resembling a praying mantis. Yeah. Now, I do actually want to point out <laughs> that I appreciate the author's uh, attempt at a scientific explanation here. The atmosphere thing is dead on. Yes. Our atmosphere is too oxygen poor to support giant arthropods of any kind. And this is because of how they breathe. Exactly. So terrestrial insects take in air through tiny holes in different parts of their bodies called spiracles. Mm-hmm. So those mm-hmm. connect to an internal series. Tracheal system. Yes. An internal series of tubes, like mm-hmm. the internet. It's a very old reference. Um some spiracles are really just holes where passive gas exchange continuously occurs. That any air just around them kind of passes through them, mm-hmm. and they're oxygenated that way. Uh, others have more muscular valve-like openings there mm-hmm. for a, a bit more control. Uh, in any case, this particular system of respiration gets less and less sustainable as you scale up. Yes, because as you scale up, your exoskeleton, when your bones are on the outside, in order to sustain the weight of your structure, you have to get denser and denser with your your bones mm-hmm. so basically the denser your bones become the more uh, or the less room there is inside for these tube systems to bring air to your extremities and so they've done the calculations and um the largest insect that is technically possible in today's atmosphere is in fact the largest insect there is makes sense which is something like the hercules beetle or something like this yeah it's gotta be a beetle but it was funny it's like if you just objectively calculate it the mass of the creature in like math space mm-hmm. is like almost identical if not identical to the beetle that that's is in fact cool. the largest insect oh, so i like that kind of satisfying anyway go on so that's all based on yeah the um amount of oxygen in the air to be right. like as far as the trade-off in in terms of um what actually is efficient back in the carboniferous period which is 358.9 to 298.9 million years ago oxygen was at 162 percent of modern levels Oof. And there were giant insects cruising around, but even then they weren't that big. Mm-hmm. So you'd have like dragonflies the size of seagulls and stuff like that, but really nothing Man. huge. Yeah, not yeah, not human size. Mm-hmm. 
So, yes, the author kind of stumbled onto something genuinely insightful here. A <laughs> madisman would be too big to actually exist. <laughs> so, therefore, it must be an aquatic monster that just happens to look like a mantis. Yeah, no, that was going to be my... I figured exactly. QED. QED. That's my mantis man entry. Beautiful. <laughs> well, that, I think, concludes our... First segment yeah. of fun rando cryptids. And uh, I got to say, I want to read my next, but... We got some business to take care of first. Yeah, first I can of feel all, the I've itch. noticed behind you two large, hard to see because they're so encased in blackness, but uh, wheels rolled into place and uh, coins slid out from under my bed, which I worry was there all this time. And uh, <laughs> so Shadowlands Roulette is calling our names, but first. It's frightening because those things were at my apartment last. <laughs> that's really upsetting. I'm going to just. Normally we drive these things back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Our cars are not doing well. Yeah, so we agreed we would just leave it at my place off air last time, but now they have just, it seems like they have just come here Yeah. of their own. Hmm. Well, I'm going to choose to ignore that for a minute um, and, yeah. and try to ignore the wheels and the coin. Yes. There's some other business to take care of first. Which is our Patreon. Yeah, we're going to bug you about that one more time. We are very excited to say uh, support is coming in on the Patreon. Yeah, you guys have already helped us reach our first goal, which um, is to break even on the show, which is yes, super indeed. cool. Super cool. We're well on our way to having beer money, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of a half joke goal, but it's almost yeah. done. It's just and like any, the, we're thinking of anything we spend money on for the show. It's like, well, we also buy a beer so we can share it each exactly. week and stuff. And so that's also potentially going to be covered by your support so far. And uh, we're well on our way to having the funds to begin a sustained uh, ad campaign which is very exciting yeah, we'd love to get to. the word out there we did that back in october during our kind of whole halloween special thing we did and um it really helped i think find Indeed. Some new people M- we're really maybe, glad to have y'all maybe some of you guys listening even now found out about the show through that and it would just be so awesome to get to spread that message further out and abroad and just for a longer period of time it would just be really fun and would get the show even more up on its feet and i think that for now might be just the goal i want to reach for honestly yeah oh, absolutely um yeah if you haven't already uh swung by the patreon we have a lot of cool uh potential gifties up there based on tier of do- donation none of the tiers are too crazy except for one which is sort of a half joke but if you really do have millions and billions of dollars and you just hate money <laughs> and you just want to give it all away we'll take it absolutely but honestly if you even just have a dollar a month um we would we would love it and we would love your support yeah um, beyond that it goes it, a huge way beyond that we also have options where you can receive some digital rewards like um curated outtakes from the show uh, as well as many episodes we'll do once a month of extra stuff that we don't cover on the show exactly and um stickers you can get cool stickers exclusive stickers will be limited run and then of course as jake mentioned before the uh merchandise if you're a major fan of the show we've got things planned in the works as it were and hopefully uh, pretty soon we'll open up an actual shop and so that's another option too is when we do that if you don't if you prefer your rewards more tangible and yes exactly you can pay us money and we'll give you a physical thing and that'll be that and we'll have some cool stuff i think so uh yeah thank you guys for your time and i think with that we can dive right in which is good because I've heard sort of a growling sound coming out of the wheel. It so seems I think upset that we I think, took yeah. this time. So I, it's yeah. <laughs> so let's get it. That's let's get into of it. our self promotion for now. I think. Um, so I think it's time for us to start a round of Shadowlands Roulette. 
you're a first time listener yes. or if you're just forgotten or if you just don't care and tune this part out Shadowlands Roulette is a game where we uh, just feel so good we just feel uh, great about life yeah it feels good it does and we um, we we go to the website theshadowlands.net established in 1994 uh, about five years before the Matrix came out I would say so it's full of just ghost stories submitted by different people who just wanted to talk about it. Um, what things that have happened to them or things they know of, just local legends, Anecdotes, stuff like that. personal stories, what have you. Random nonsense. And we managed to... Did we... Now I can't remember. Did we find relics that we turned into these things? Or did we... I don't remember how we even kind of came by the coin, which... Um, it's the cursed coin. If you flip to determine which of the two wheels we spin... And the two wheels, which are basically wheel of fortune wheels up vertically, that pick locations from the Shadowlands. Yeah. So w- one wheel is the uh, was it the dreaded, cursed, the dressed the dreaded the wheel. The what the wedding dressed. <laughs> oh God, is the dreaded wheel of states, states, and the other is the repulsive wheel of other countries. One of us will flip the coin for the other, who will then spin the wheel that is determined by the coin. And then read a random story from that place off of that wheel. Couldn't be clearer. We nailed it. <laughs> we never uh, We've always done struggle good. with it at all. We know exactly how it works. And, and all of you do it. too. Even if you're new to the show, you now understand. <laughs> and here we go. And we're doing it now. I will now flip the coin, which has crawled up onto my chest. Oh, boy. It feels right. warm and cold at the same time. Great. Like when you have a fever. And let me just... Flip it. Ooh. You, sir, are going to spin the repulsive wheel of other countries. Oh, dear. The other country wheel. I'm going to give you the mic. Not to be confused with the repulsive wagon wheel. <laughs> also known as the folk version of Freebird. Yes. Um, I'm going to hand you this mic. You're going to say a thing you always say, and then I need you to point the mic towards me so we can hear me when I get on the wheel. Okie dokie. I'll do not say what I do not whatever <laughs> and I'm up on the wheel now <laughs> everything's fine and normal alright here I go alright uh, alright good spin I had both mics take the bike back now and it it's landing on landed on um, South Korea. Korea. All right. <laughs> I said it at the same time. You sure did. We said it entirely in unison, as we always do. South Korea. Um, wow. There are a whole lot of options here. As in the number two. two of them. I will go with the one that I just ended Should up on. Should we flip on. the coin again? No, this is fine. Okay. Uh, I don't know what would happen if we did. Have you done this one before? I don't think so. I don't know if you've done it before or not. I don't think so. Osan Air Force Base, Hill 180. Hmm. Uh, yes, we have done this one before. Wow, what are the chances? All right, so I'll just, I'll just go, I'll randomly go through and... <laughs> I'll randomly pick the other one of two. <laughs> uh, is it Seoul? Yeah, Korea? yeah, Seoul. University of Seoul. It was said by some whom have stayed in some of the older dorms in University of Seoul that it was haunted by poltergeist activity. Oh. Some entities were kind and happy while others were restless and angered. The people of the dorms either moved out due to fear or treat the entities with respect so they won't be harmed and make the spirits feel at content. 
or feel at content. I don't know. They might be feeling at content. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a story that was that was scary as fuck. Chilling. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much peed my pants. Yeah. From the word go. I peed your pants too. You peed my <laughs> pants as well. Yeah, I couldn't help but notice that pants are so clean through. <laughs> Gross. So, um, would, uh, would you like to, um... Hand you this coin? Yeah, thank you. Here I'll you just go. take it, and... It... Okay, and it landed on... Also, repulsive. the repulsive wheel of other countries. All right. It's all warmed up for you, Wyatt. I guess so, so yeah. We just take that Here microphone go. from you. No, I have mouth microphones. Yeah, mouth microphones, yeah. Both. <laughs> all right, let's see here. Here we go. It seems bigger than when I when I Yeah, I feel way up here. Uh, all right. Here we go. Ah! And as always, and it's going, and it's going, and it's gone, and it's Brazil. Brazil. I don't think I've ever done nothing. Heard of that place? Yeah, Brazil. <laughs> it's in Brazil. Did you know Brazil is practically the size of the United States of America? I did know that. The Mercator map is bullshit. Oh yeah, Greenland is not as big as you've been led to believe. I thought for the longest time that uh, Antarctica was just a huge, unexplored continent of incredible wilderness. It's not that big. It's smaller than Rhode Island. <laughs> it's barely there, guys. Anyway, uh, so Brazil. I will read from Intanheim. Saying that, totally right. The Dream Beach. The Dream Beach? People who live near the Dream Beach have complained that in the middle of the night, while sleeping... They were walking their sleep through the... I don't remember words. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Song. Okay. Song, huh? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Tell me more. It's a different song. Oh, okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> People who live near the Dream Beach have complained that in the middle of the night... Oh, I'm there now. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. While sleeping, were awake by a strange and terrible noise, as if there was someone standing near them, breathing hard above their faces. I'm sorry, you're on. In that beach, there are rocks where people walk on by day. One night, a couple in a honeymoon went there to look at the sea when suddenly a big and strong wave hit the rocks and dragged them down. Oh, no. Their bodies were never found, but at night, whoever walks there will see a couple coming out of the sea, all wet and in a state of decomposition. Ooh. That's pretty... Legitimate uh, gross. Yeah, that's actually pretty creepy. Not that the other ones aren't. They're, they're all very, very scary. That's uh, another very scary one. Um, Similarly like scary. <laughs> And that has been <laughs> Shadowlands <laughs> Roulette. All right. Perfect. Nailed it. Yep. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that over with because uh, as much as I love doing it, as much as it makes me feel like it is just good and right for my soul, it also makes me feel as though I'm screaming inside. Do you ever get that? Oh, every time. Okay. So, Jake, why don't you tell me uh, another one of your pick three? What's this your is, third this pick? This is my third pick. Uh, and finally, I have the perfect marriage of our two greatest loves, Wyatt. Mm. Sasquatch stuff and giant bat monsters. Holy God. Granted, it's not so much that I care a whole lot about the bats. It's just that I feel an obligation to keep updating us on stuff. You're doing Sasquatch, I imagine. Sasquatch, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, really, my main love is, is ghoul-type stuff, but the, yes. but the bad thing, I just, ever since episode two, 
I feel like it's my duty to keep updating us on mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, but I still like it. So I'm doing yeah. a very bad job of it. <laughs> so I'm I have so many more. Sass, Go on, Sass Bat, also known as Bat Squatch. Uh, Bat Squatch is a flying cryptid that was allegedly sighted near Mount St. Helens in the 1980s. It resembles a flying primate similar to the <laughs> and the orange bati, or the orang bati of orange Southeast Asia. The orange bati. That orange bati. The orang bati of Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Witness allegedly took several pictures of the creature. However, these pictures have not been yet analyzed, and this cannot prove the creature's existence. Come on. Also, these photos maybe don't exist because I can't even find them. Yeah, so, they haven't been analyzed yet. They're still at fucking Walgreens or whatever. <laughs> uh, this creature was said to have yellow eyes. Developed, a, I know. Go on. <laughs> a wolf-like muzzle, blue or fur. Blue uh, or fur. Blue, I think, is supposed to be hair or fur. Uh, sharp teeth, bird-like feet, and leathery bat-like wings that span up to 50 feet. Holy shit. In addition, Bat Squatch is said to be nine feet tall and has the ability to affect car engines. This is possibly a, <laughs> this is possibly a misunderstood sighting of Mothman, considering it also affected man-made things. Oh, God, like yeah. Mothman can. I mean, obviously. <laughs> Carry on. On April nineteen um, <laughs> on April nineteen ninety four, Brian Canfield was driving in Washington's Pierce County when his truck suddenly died. Uh, Canfield said a large creature landed in front of him. He said it was human-like, nine feet tall, with bat-like wings, and also sported a coat of blue fur. Ah. Uh. Ever since then, it has not been seen, and skeptics dismiss it as a hoax. Or, I mean, it could just be the guy was just wrong about whatever he saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, a possible second sighting, however, was reported in two thousand nine near Mount Shasta in California. Shasta. Shasta. Several hikers witnessed a huge creature with leathery wings spanning 50 feet fly out of a crevice in the mountain. I mean, at that point, that crevice has to be a legitimate... <laughs> just... just like It's between two peaks of the mountain. They're like, oh, it's a crevice. Because <laughs> yeah. that's basically just a dragon at that point. For <laughs> real. Size. Um, 50 feet. At first, an eyewitness described the creature as having a head similar to a pterodactyl. However, upon reconsideration, the witness claimed it was more akin to a bat or a fox. That is... A pretty big jump. Yes. Now, there are pterosaurs that don't have the kind of crest in the back of the head. But so you the could beak say is going to be... The beak is still kind of a giveaway. Yeah. yeah. But then you say oh, it's more of a muzzle than a beak. Like, it's not too dissimilar in shape. But if it is a pterodactyl, not just a straight-up pterosaur, that whole crest thing is really throwing you off. Mm-hmm. In either case... Dinosaur. I, yeah, dinosaur. Um, uh, on June 2011, again, they're not giving an actual day, but saying on, um, <laughs> on the month of June, the entire month long, a uh, Phoenix Tierras, a, su- a pseudonym was in his backyard walking his dog. He went to pick up the dog when he saw something flying in the sky. Mm-hmm. He said the following, I saw something flying in the sky. <laughs> it had bat wings, blue fur, and had a face similar to eyes glowing red. <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't mean, know what that means I know exactly what that means I don't know what okay. your problem is It was about 9 feet tall at the least uh, After I watched it just flew away mm-hmm. On April 14th Here we go An actual date uh, <laughs> 2014 Hey uh, that was uh, uh, 5 years ago yesterday Ooh. Uh, At Archbishop At Archbishop <laughs> At Archbishop Hoban High School in Akron, Ohio A second period Spanish class Spotted a giant black mass Zip by the window of the classroom at incredible speed. That might have just been church stuff. 
Well, so I was, was going to say, actually, there was a misunderstanding on the part of whoever was reporting it. Yeah. I did see a black mass fly by the window, but it was actually a satanic ritual being go. performed. Yes. Um, it was about nine feet tall with a 20 to 30 foot wingspan. Fucking A. Uh, this actually brings up a point made by a friend of the show, Sharon Hill, in a post mm-hmm. on the 40 Facebook group this past weekend. Uh, it was a newspaper article from the Louisiana Daily World on April 29th, 1948. So let me just um, bring that up real quick. Headline is, Seek Night Flying What's It? Terrifying Bird Big as Plane. Wow. Uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Charles Hertenstein, ace troubleshooter for Mayor Alois P. Kaufman, planned his strategy today for capturing the night flying What's It? that has terrified residents recently. Hmm. Kaufman assigned Hertenstein the task of catching the giant bird, if it is a bird, yesterday. That was after he received letters from indignant taxpayers denouncing the city for its lack of action. The monster has been described by some people as a bird as big as an airplane. Hmm. It first appeared near Alton, Illinois about three weeks ago. Thunderbird. Yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Walter F. Sigmund said he saw the thing while he was riding horseback. A few days after the first report was published, two other witnesses swore they saw it flying over a brewery in the moonlight. Kaufman paid little attention to the reports until he began to get letters from his constituents. This thing should be looked into, one letter said. <laughs> Is it a bird, a plane, or a witch? We don't want yeah. no one spying on us as a flying bird. Uh, oh, man. Hertenstein said said he is not sure just what procedure he should use to capture the thing. He couldn't even get a good description of his prey. I know how to capture planes and I know how to <laughs> capture witches, but birds are right out. Uh, what is it denied that it might have been an airplane? It moved like a bird, they said. There may be more. This, this was just, a this time when you page. could buy sausage, three pounds of sausage for a dollar. Oh, yeah. And beans, uh, two pounds for 25 cents. And a cocktail of I'm not sure what for 39 cents. And all that to help the economy. <laughs> We should probably put that image up so people know what we're talking I, I about. I will put up the image of this uh, actual newspaper clipping. The point here is one that I've made. That was an ad in the article, just so everyone yeah, knows. Yeah, an ad on the newspaper page, yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> part of we're not just going insane. <laughs> At least not about that. Yeah. Um, the point here is one that I've made before, Yeah. but that really, really gets solidified in light of just the so many accounts like this mm-hmm. uh, over now decades and decades. Mm-hmm. People seeing flying stuff just freak out they do just right the fuck out and they seem to no matter what they've seen multiply its body size by a factor of between two and seven (laughs) hundred (laughs) absolutely they maybe just saw a normal sized bat (laughs) or even just like a a large bird of prey they hadn't seen before yeah what is that thing is it a witch (laughs) it's a witch and a plane (laughs) the plane witch yeah what was the throw in the bird all right We'll have to think of something. It's very strange. So people just don't know how to handle when they see things in the sky that they haven't seen before. Yeah. And so I don't know what to make of any of that, but I do think the Batsquatch is totally real. Oh, it's it's real. All right. And that was good. (laughs) (laughs) So you have, I believe, one more. I have one more for us, which is the Grunch Road Monster. (laughs) The Grunch Road Monster? An alleged chupacabra-like beast sighted around New Orleans, Louisiana. The Grunch. <laughs> Grunch. And what was the name of your second one again? The Shug Monkey. <laughs> right. You definitely found some of the most delightful uh, things to say out of any possible cryptid. I try. <laughs> the Grunch. They just, they just feel good in your mouth. They do. Grunch. <laughs> uh, let's try, try it at home. <laughs> 
Say it right <laughs> now. Give me, we'll give you guys some ear time. Say it out loud. Nice. Yeah. Oh, good, right? So the grunge is described as an elaborate cross between the candid and reptilian chupacabras that we oh, all are familiar with. Versions one and two. This is from episode one. It's kind of sweet that we both did weirdly cross-referential things to finish with as well. Yeah, I'll look at that. Uh, sightings and tales, unlike its quote-unquote cousins, are said to go back further into Louisiana history, supposedly even to the city's early roots. Mm. La Nouvelle Orléans, New Orleans, was founded August 25th, 1718, by the French Mississippi Company, under the direction of Jean-Baptiste Le Moyne de Bienville. Oh. Nailed it. I've been taking <laughs> French. It was named for Philip the second Duke of Orléans, who was regent of France at the time. The French colony was ceded to the Spanish Empire in the Treaty of Paris, 1763, and remained under Spanish control until 1801 when it reverted to French control. Most of the surviving architecture of the Vieux Carré, French Quarter, hmm. dates from this Spanish period. Napoleon sold the territory to the United States in the Louisiana Purchase in 1803. The city grew rapidly with influences of Americans, French, and Creole French. Major commodity crops of sugar and cotton were cultivated with slave labor on large plantations outside the city. The earliest reports of the creature are said by locals to date to this period. Hmm. So the early 1800s. As a principal port, New Orleans <laughs> handled huge quantities of goods for export from the interior and import from other countries to be traded up the Mississippi River. The river was filled with steamboats, flatboats, and sailing ships. At the same time, it had the most prosperous community of free persons of color in the South. Many old stories have been passed along through families from that time hmm. and include those of the grunge, <laughs> which has been called just get old. the vampire of uh, Farberg, Maringy. I'm probably saying this wrong, M-A-R-I-G-N-Y, Maringy. I don't know. And Bywater, basically the vampire of that area, mm -hmm. dating back to the early 1800s. The legend of Marie Laveau tells of how some believe this form of chupacabra came into existence. Mm -hmm. An old voodoo hoodoo story says Marie Laveau <laughs> castrated the devil baby when he was born to stop him producing more of his evil kind. The devil baby? The one and only the devil baby? capital proper noun devil baby, both <laughs> words capitalized. Uh, the bloody testicles allegedly turned into a male and a female grunge oh. <laughs> upon falling to the floor, whereupon they attacked the great voodoo queen Marie Laveau. And now we know that, much like fish or deer, grunge is the proper plural of grunge. <laughs> the grunge are said to have almost killed her with the fierce bites and punching. The terror <laughs> the old voodoo queen must have felt... Um, excuse me. Bitten and punched by the grunge before her. <laughs> it's like a Dr. Seuss thing. <laughs> the terror of the old voodoo queen felt must have been unbearable as she struggled under the great strength before she fainted. When she awoke, the grunge and the devil baby were gone. <laughs> New Orleans grunge. This is not to be confused with the Antichrist, I think, right? No, yeah. Okay. That guy was killed by uh, <laughs> the shepherd's crook or whatever they were. The shepherd's rod. And shepherd's the rod, yeah those dudes stabbed him up and stuff or no no it was the templar guys oh the templar dudes who were they oh, the fuck. sacred temple or something neo neo templars neopets. basically neo pets oh there's a reference i got all the old references today. yeah for real 
Uh, New Orleans grunge have many strange reported powers. The most common description of the New Orleans grunge, or El Chupacabra, in this case, all of a sudden they switch over, <laughs> is a goat-like being. <laughs> the grunge, or the Chupacabra. Yeah. You know, I said before that they were not the same thing, but now they are. <laughs> is a goat-like being appearing to have leathery or scaly black gray skin and sharp spines with long horns or quills running down its back. It is just Chupacabra descriptions. But... Somehow goat is in there. It's goat-like. <laughs> this creature stands approximately three to four feet high. Uh, they are also said to seem more intelligent and have human-like skills, able to open doors, use tools similar to how a monkey or a primate would. But does it have genitals is my question. Unfortunately, no. I guess I can uh, rest assured that it came up. from genitals. So, And presumably they Although were... don't we all, Wyatt? They do. And apparently, or they do. <laughs> yes, we, they do all. <laughs> um, but, you know, a male and a female were formed from the testicles of the devil baby, so... There you go. You know. <laughs> it is said to howl like a wolf, scream like a banshee, or bellow and scratch or screech like an ape when alarmed, as well as leave a strong stench. Some witnesses have reported seeing bat-like wings and a tail, or long fur and goat-like markings in gray on a silky black coat. Unlike conventional Louisiana swamp predators, this breed of chupacabra is said to drain all of the animal's blood and sometimes organs through a single hole. Ooh, kind of like the uh, cuero in uh, South America. Indeed. I wonder if they are the same thing. <laughs> the legend of the Grunch Road. <laughs> Some people claim it was in Chalmette, Louisiana, while others claim it was in Gentilly or Materi. But the real Grunch Road was located in a remote part of eastern New Orleans, near the community of Little Woods. Most people only ever encountered Grunch Road by accident. A dead end of scant shells and sand, sheltered by overgrown woods and great tall water oaks. It led into the ferny darkness, off the major two-lane highway of Hain Boulevard. From ghostly goat people and several ghosts <laughs> of who only knows what. <laughs> Stories of floating lights and strange cries in the night continue to this day. Photos of a creature alleged to be the grunge have so surfaced. So you do say alleged. You do. Proof. Proof. Yeah, yes. you're right. Alleged. <laughs> I feel vindicated. I'm sorry. Yes. I, had to, I just had to jump in to say so. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> These are things you don't know until Fuck you... you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. But yeah, you don't know until you're actually in the act of just saying things. Oh, absolutely. You find out. Exactly. But <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for winged to come up. <laughs> I mean, I'm not consciously thinking about saying it. <laughs> yep. Photos of a creature alleged to be the Grunch have surfaced <laughs> over recent years, keeping the legend of Grunch Road alive to this day. Further sightings. Oh, dear. Although evidence for the Grunch Road <laughs> being haunted by this beast is anecdotal, it is interesting to find an, an old tale that has its reflections in a more recent sighting. Okay. A Harvey... Those are words. Why not? Yeah, they formed a sentence out of words. A Harvey, Louisiana lady, said that she saw one eating one of her neighbor's dogs. Also, sanitation <laughs> workers... Talk to my beer. ...tell of seeing them raid the garbage cans or chase the garbage trucks along the New Orleans East Haines Boulevard and Grunch Road area, obviously to drink the blood of the garbage... <laughs> <laughs> like you do. The Grunch slash El Chupacabra <laughs> is said to haunt many areas in New Orleans and surrounding parishes. Lakeview, Metairie, Chalmette, Harvey, 
Terrytown, Slidell, Covington, and Paradise. All these cities, C-I-T-Y-S, residents have a grunge story or two to tell. They are said to live in the darkest parts of New Orleans City Park Golf Course and have been seen running in the tall grass and along the levees of Chalmette National Battlefield. In the Paradise, Luling and Boot? Oh, man. In the Paradise, in the Paradise, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. I don't know what the fuck you're saying anymore either. <laughs> in the Paradise, Luling and Boot? la louisiana area uh many say late at night you can see them running across highway 90 looking for something or someone to suck on to eat yes okay lakeview residents nowadays tell of how they no longer leave their pets in the yard since hurricane katrina as so many grunch were displaced into the neighborhood <laughs> boy <laughs> assuming they have some sort of natural habitat <laughs> yep um in the writer's Harvey, Louisiana home. Many people tell of seeing them knocking over trash cans and chasing cats to drink their blood. The end. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, the Grunch. The Grunch. So a lot of cases there where the sightings suggest to me that the Grunch is a raccoon. <laughs> Based on the stuff they're saying. Like, oh, Hilariously. Over trash cans and I, stuff. Didn't, I didn't actually mention it, but that was part of the original article too. They mentioned like a, a mangy raccoon as a possible source okay. material for this thing, which I think is yeah. legitimately just probably 95% of yeah. everything and the other 5% are just grunge. How far south do raccoons actually uh, like Oh, live? I think they're... Neapolitan? Co- they're Neapolitan pizza in North America, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... um the end (laughs) (laughs) so that was great i uh yeah it had been so long since we last really delved into the cryptids wikia and all that it has to offer so wacky i've had a chance to get in there and see some of the truly strange things that are there it's great too i like this rapid fire approach because many of these creatures (laughs) are fun stories but not really something that we can scientifically dig any deeper on at all all. exactly what could it really be it's like well nothing probably (laughs) yeah a fun story raccoons otters and freshwater rays don't know what the madness man is Yeah. Uh, that one's a little bit unclear. Mm-hmm. But also Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch. Oh also goodness. Shug Monkey. <laughs> Shug Monkey. <laughs> oh, that's fun to say. Actually, too. you know what? Anyone out there, if you guys like mixed drinks, can you write in and just tell us what you think a Shug Monkey should be as a mixed drink? And if it sounds like something we actually would want to We'll drink, make it and try it. We will make it and try it. On oh, air. We're supposed to make and try a drink a while back. What was that? Oh, I don't even know. I don't remember. You you challenged me to come up with what what a certain thing should be as oh, a cocktail. Oh, I think it was horrifying though. It was truly terrible. I think it was like a drink that would kill a person. We have to make it on our last episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll know when we mention a certain drink. The show is about to end abruptly. <laughs> but yes, please, we would love to drink yeah. a shug monkey sometime soon. Yeah, tell us what a shug a monkey is. I never thought I would say, but yes, we would love to drink a shug monkey sometime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Also, I think a grunch would make for a good drink as well. <laughs> a grunch, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Also, I think a grunch is when you just do a crunch and throw up <laughs> on yourself. <laughs> I cannot help but agree. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Rogue, the beer company Rogue, does have a beer called Bat Squatch. Yeah? Okay, we should try that for if, if an still, episode If it's still available, we should try and get it, but I don't know if it's uh, it was just a limited run or what, but that's awesome. find out. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you, guys. That is our show for today. We'll catch you again next week. Please do um, like and uh, 
you know, leave a review on iTunes or whatever. Wherever you listen, if your particular podcatcher happens to have a a means by which you can review us, we'd love if you could. Yeah. iTunes, of course, is the one that has the most kind of traction. So if you want to go on there and just, uh, you know, hit one of the star options you like and write a little review in there. Even if it's just a few words, just like, oh, hey, I like it. It's good. Show good. It's still, yeah, show good. (laughs) Uh, That still can help us a lot uh, with visibility and we just appreciate the fuck out of it. And, uh... Couldn't have said it better myself. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Sometimes jail can't change.